Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. PRISM North America is a K-12 school system committed to building a sanctuary for children and families in North America. PRISM is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Once again, this is Misty Newcomb. I'm the superintendent of Prison North America, and this is our podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about influencers, and specifically our influencers. And that sounds a little bit ominous and a little bit like something that our high school counselor would have talked to us about in the mid-90s and encouraged us to to not be peer pressured or influenced by people. Uh, but that's that's actually, it is kind of a counselor conversation today, but it is not a, it's a high school counselor conversation, but it's uh, probably not when they had in the mid-90s, not like this anyway. So I have three live guests joining me here at from the campus in Fayetteville. The first one is Jessica Legrone. Jessica, say hey. Hi. Jessica and her husband, Ben, have a business that actually primarily operates on social media platforms. They have some paid courses, and it's called Balanced Families. Jessica, in 30 seconds, tell us about this business. We create resources for couples, moms and dads, specifically pertaining to birth, postpartum, parenting with babies. And yeah, we have a following on Instagram and TikTok and it's all online based. You've had a video that a million people have watched, right? Yes, we have. More than that? We've had a few videos that okay. have gone million. I just want to be very clear. We are not talking about childbirth today. No, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. That is not, uh, that's not the conversation that we're going to be having. But Jessica... Jessica's an influencer, and I think it's pretty cool this that I have... makes me uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable to be called an influencer? But you are. You are literally yeah. an Instagram influencer. Yeah. Do you get free products into your I house? Do. Oh, yes, my goodness. That's so do. amazing. <laughs> Too bad you're not having babies yourself anymore. I know. I know. You just have to put, like, the girls' dolls in the little slings that yeah, come in. Yeah, and, you know, and we get, thing, we get offered things that are completely unrelated to birth that I'm really interested in that Ben's like, hey, we can't. Like, why, why would we promote that? That would be so weird. <laughs> it's unrelated. It's t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, literally, t-shirts. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. we also have JJ Honison. JJ is joining us from Toronto, Canada. He has one of the most active and pleasant Instagrams that, that I've ever it's seen true. and has for, I mean, a decade. I've known JJ mm-hmm. a long time and has always had a pretty festive Instagram. He recently got a puppy that also has its own Instagram following. Um, and he, you're probably not an influencer, JJ, but you've worked with some big tech companies. You work in the real estate industry and you've figured out how to use particularly social media as a platform for free advertising and very effective. Um, and it promotes home sales, but you're also just uh, a lot of fun. You have the same last name as our sixth to 12th grade principal. Which mm-hmm. and her last name recently changed. So, um, so you, so you are uh, Miss Caitlin's husband. I am. Yeah, I am. How, how long have y'all been married? We've been at married just over three months now. Yeah. Okay. All right, and y'all are visiting us. We are. Yeah, and we're loving here. Super fun, and uh, yeah, we're getting her around. But it's been great to be around Prism. Yeah, it's really good to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, we have also in the room. Jeff Shreve. Jeff Shreve, I, I describe him as an avid consumer of news. and uh, <laughs> I read. I mean, he's a reader. He reads yeah. not only news, but Louis Lamore novels. Louis. <laughs> very diverse. It's very, yeah, you read more than, than just Louis Lamore novels. But um, you have a day job with uh, 
a local a large a local, company yes yeah a local grocery store <laughs> yeah um, but, uh, but you also play a significant role in breaking down the news from a faith-based lens in right. a side business you have a blog podcast jbshreve.com right and on that on that podcast that podcast is intended to equip people of faith to examine the world around them not only from a position rooted in their own individual perspectives cultural regional but in a method aligned to biblical principles. Right. So in a sense, you are an interpreter or yeah. even an influencer. Yeah, you could say that. Very influential. People have downloaded by the twos, literally, oh, on nice. some days. And so it's <laughs> lots of influencing going on. I'm in a, I'm in a, so, a group, like a WhatsApp group yep. with, with so, subscribers. I'm, I'm influenced yeah. by it. And I know I read every morning the, like the, five news articles from around the world right you should read I, I like it it gives me a global perspective and i just i like the conversation with the people yeah on yeah. the on the thread it, it is very much it creates a it helps you're sharing a worldview with people that that are also trying to be driven by right. biblical values right and it helps just clarify things helps kind of break away a lot of the falseness out there and yeah it helps remind people on a daily basis hey this is what we're really looking at yeah Great. All right. So there's a, there's a lot going on in the world today. And to a certain extent, we rely on people to interpret these events where uh, we don't have expertise. I think about a global pandemic right now. I'm reading an awful lot about the supply chain because I can't understand why the things I'm ordered for the school a long time ago aren't coming in. So I'm relying on other experts to, to help me with that. Historically, we've relied on news outlets. I think about Walter Cronkite. If you watch any of the old um, documentaries about the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and he was sort of like a, this guiding force in the United States in that era, telling people like, this is what's happening, and you trusted him, and when he came on, he could reassure you, or he could, you just knew he's he's the truth teller. Um, so we relied on outlets like that. You might rely on government agencies, policymakers, and officials to provide deep knowledge and guidance. We assume that certain people give their life to understanding topics, and therefore they are the ones that should be able to to give us the right information about those same topics. Uh, but something's really changed, and and I think the last couple of years have really. I, I remember doing podcasts about social media before, um, you know, we had a global pandemic. But in the, I feel like in the last couple of years, you've really seen. Uh, in really the last five years, you've seen these influencers take a whole new role and have a whole new set of criteria by which they are qualified. That's that's what I want to talk about, is who's influencing us and how do we evaluate whether we should be influenced by that person and how do we handle all the influences coming at us. What is an influencer, Jessica? Well, an influencer is pretty much anyone or anything shaping the way you think. So, you know, I, I read this interesting book about influencers and, you know, a hundred years ago, you would be influenced by the, your friends right. in your town, like Misty was saying, your doctor, your pastor. Potentially high school counselor. Potentially your high school counselor. Um, but now, really anyone, anyone can get online regardless of what you know, regardless of who you are, what education you have, and can influence people. And it's actually not that hard um, to grow a following and to influence people. And I think, um, yeah, so really, I think the question actually is like, what is not influencing you? Because you're being basically influenced. Every, if you are on social media, you are being influenced. It right. doesn't really matter. Yeah, because you have access to people that you would not have had access to 
in the past, right? Just due to social media. Yeah, that, that is true. You you would have had to subscribe to a magazine. Yeah, and you right. would have had to subscribe to a bunch of different magazines. Yes, to get lots of different perspectives. Yeah, yeah, and buy a lot of books on tape. Right. I mean, I think about right. podcasts, yes. which we're on one right now, and it just present has yep. so much information. So okay, so and it's interesting because. I feel like I've been I've been grilling our high school students and saying, okay, so what? Who who do you follow? And I think that they would say very similar things, just different people generationally. Um, so you know, they would follow a lot of them follow athletes, just like you said, JJ. They follow music. It's not the same musicians that I would follow, you know, but they they have their musicians that they follow, and then they follow people who emulate a certain lifestyle that they want. I've actually reached out to some of our alumnus and just said, so talk to me a little bit about now that you're in college and your parents probably don't have blockers on your cell phone, except for I have one poor kid who does because we can't figure out how to take it off. <laughs> so every time she's at work, she and has to get in an app for college or for, she's like, mom, I, this is embarrassing for me. It's like, I know, I just don't have the tech skills to take that off. I want to give you your freedom. I'm not trying to micromanage, but I can't figure out how to get you off uh, this thing. Anyway, so, so you know, they're following the same types of people. And I think that inside of that, there's good. I mean, they've shared, we've, we've really been um, talking about this lately. And what do you get from those people? What are, what do you feel like are the pitfalls of following these kinds of people? And so that's the conversation I want to have. And we'll probably have a separate one with our with some of our older students or, or alumnus, recent graduates, what do you, this, there's a shift of information um, and even like consumption. A lot of these things that you're talking about kind of tailor how we consume things, whether it's media. What I think about like the food I cook is, is definitely influenced. Um, I started following King Arthur baking and I've always been kind of low carb. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I mean, I need cookies every day. I just see the pictures of these cookies and bread. And I'm just, this is what you do in wintertime. And it's a bad site to follow if you're trying to like, anyway. Um, so what are the good, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly inside of this. So what's, what are the good things that come from this? Why would we, why would we want people to influence us? You know, I think from someone who does this, I have seen a lot of positive things with just community, bringing people together, um, helping helping others, you know, for example, for our business, um, giving couples an opportunity to be able to grow their marriage while they are having babies. Like that's kind of our jam. And we've seen obviously a lot of really positive things, you know, bringing some of our perspectives to people that we don't know. <laughs> We've never yeah. met them. Um, but, you know, we have a online relationship with them. Um, and I also think about we have a we have a daughter with a kind of a really rare disease. And when we when she first got diagnosed, um, I went to Facebook to find out if there was anyone else out there, yeah. you know, who knew anything about this. And I found this Facebook group. And it was actually through the Facebook group that we found out that her disease was actually a lot more complex than we, we had originally thought. And it like greatly influenced the way that we like our medical decisions about her where yeah. she got her care. It was a game changer. Yeah, she would great. not. Yeah, she wouldn't be as healthy as she is right. now without that. And so I do think you know, we hear a lot of the negatives, especially right now in the news with Facebook and all of that about about social media, but there is a lot of positive things. And when it is harnessed for good, it actually has a lot of really good, you know, that yeah. comes out of it. I remember when I first got a Facebook account. Yeah. It was around the time that my youngest son was born. And I remember just being instantly reconnected to people that had a really positive, yep. even teachers from the past. And it was... Yep. 
it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah. were you, were okay. you going to say something? <laughs> I was just thinking about when the moment ended. It's like, wow, I didn't expect that to come out of you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great segue. To, <laughs> let's talk about the bad. Um, so, so I do think like what you're saying is that it, it, for you guys, it actually gave you great medical advice Yeah. because other parents, you were able to tap into other parents' yes. um, experiences mm-hmm. and you didn't have to go live out all those mistakes that they no. probably had to and, make. And the, and the doctors actually here did not know a lot about her medical condition because it is so rare. rare. Yeah. yeah. It's a very specific yeah. <laughs> situation, yeah. but a positive thing, you know? Yeah. And so when we talk about the, because I think it's interesting because all of us um, even earlier talked about there's connections that it brings to strangers or two old friends or two people that we can't see. Unfortunately, social media can make you feel on the outs. And yeah. 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 And, and it's like it, it can make you actually feel more isolated mm-hmm. seeing pictures of everyone else connecting to each other can have like an isolating feel. What else? What are some of the other other challenges? I think one of the, the things with social media, you mentioned at the beginning how we've always had these single figures or, or yeah. places we trusted for information, Walter Cronkite on the news. But to me, in an age when we have more information at our fingertips than we've ever had, there's just a collapse in, of trust in institutions like the media, like mm-hmm. politics, like even churches. People are just yeah. losing trust in everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, we've got all this information in front of us, and we, we don't know how to – and people will be offended by saying you don't know how to, how to dissect it. But we, we, there's something that influences us in how we, we make the decision mm-hmm. of what to trust, what to believe. And it really is um, social media, the way the algorithms are set up. It's not – based on what's factual, what will best inform, what will produce good feelings in you. It's based upon what will keep you on the social media site the longest. And usually, Mm -hmm. it's proven, it's outrage that will keep you there the longest. Yeah. Yeah, that's how the algorithm works. Yeah. Is that what what outrages you um, does actually produce more profits for the social media companies. Right. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, Josh Spillmaker, who has been on this podcast before, Mm He posted a picture like a jerk of a copperhead. That's a snake, a poisonous, <laughs> venomous <true>. snake <laughs> on the on social media. And I can't stand snakes. And I saw that and I was like, oh, I, I mean, it literally made me like jump. like out in the woods. Yeah, they saw he was it and fishing he it. Yeah. and saw this and he took a picture of it and it made me jump when I saw it. And I was like, did he kill that? I've clicked on it to don't see click. where he killed don't it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. Now for the don't next pause. 30 days. Don't yeah. linger. Don't <laughs> Facebook is feeding me information right. about yeah. poisonous snakes. And, and I'm just like, I would go through Facebook, the, my feed or whatever it's called. And I would just be startled, constantly startled. And I couldn't get this mm-hmm. off till I deliberately started saying, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what, to me, that was a good illustration of it's not about what I want to see. It's not about what's good for me to see. It's about what will get a response from me. Right, right. And even if it's a negative response, it got it from It got me. a response. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, when we're talking about this, it's, I see the power of of, of technology and, and, and the good of it. I, I, I'm a bit biased. I've worked in tech for 10 yeah. years. So I see how global teams and even on a personal level, like, I mean, have friendships in different continents where I can stay connected. I think yeah. there's, there's something powerful about that and, and positive. And then I see the opposite of that kind of what you're telling, right. you know, what you're saying, Missy is just this false sense of intimacy. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. this, I, and if we go a bit deeper, it's like, 
identity. It's like yeah. this this issue which we're seeing now, a generation growing up, right. of, of not really interacting on a very human level, but yeah. a very artificial, curated, mm-hmm. you know, experience that they think is authentic. Yeah. I think right. what everyone's talking yeah. about, but then they kind of consume it in a way that they feel is. But then there's no one saying, "Hey, oh, by the way, that's an advertiser," or "Hey, that's yeah. big tech," or "That's a company." Yeah. And and there's no one really being that counselor right. who kind of guides that way, then the ad becomes just real ugly real quick. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, it's a, it's a, we're, we're very quick to say we don't want our kids to be marketed to or influenced in that way. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that with some of our high schoolers and alumnus today. I want to make sure parents understand you are being marketed to. Yes, you yes. are. <laughs> That's right. Most certainly. You're being pulled on. And not yeah. only are you being marketed to, but you're probably passing that off to your kids as well. And and I think about that. Um, and some of it's good. Like there's there people are not just trying to sell news or information, but they're trying to sell a lifestyle. And so there's a lifestyle of uh, and and I'm gonna. I'm going to hold off because it was so illuminating to hear from our, specifically the young men. It was so interesting to me to hear how they would describe what they get out of social media. And they could even tell me, I, I know that's that's what it's supposed to do. Like, I know that they're trying to pull, but it didn't it didn't stop it from happening. Like, knowledge that this was happening. And so, it, you know, as a parent, you're being pulled into a certain way of parenting, a certain way of um, views. I mean... Views about how to medical decisions, views about how to spend your free time, views about what parents should do, what families should look like, what families yep. should be like, how, and, and that is so massive. And so I'm not saying it's all bad. Like we were, we, my husband has a podcast and I was listening to it this week cause I, I hadn't heard this one. Some, most of the time I hear them before they get released, but in listening to it, he had a guest and the guest said, Oh, I'm not supposed to cuss on this podcast. And I, I thought, man, I'm really glad that that guest said that out loud because my boys were in the car with me and they heard it. And it was kind of like, Clay's cool and people are want to be on this podcast and yeah. they're acknowledging that he yeah. holds a standard and I was right. like yes, yes and, this is it. and he didn't even have yeah. to say no you can't cuss on my podcast just right. the guy acknowledged exactly. we don't cuss on this podcast right. that's, yeah. a, that's a rule and that's a thing around Clay and I felt like it was just just for all the young men out there who are listening to that, they saw you can hold a standard right, and, right. and not be weird and right. not be, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like exactly. be very integrated. And I was so happy that, yeah. that, that that happened. And I and that would be like a great, you know, it, it should make you want to uh, aspire to a higher standard and to holding Absolutely. a standard. Yeah. Unfortunately, if we're not careful, we can be inspired very subconsciously and very subtly mm-hmm. to move away from uh, – our, our standards. And so I think it's really important. And we want to jump into this too and talk about how do we make sure we're being influenced correctly. Yeah, I think it's important too to realize that, you know, obviously we follow a lot of parenting accounts and there there's tons of accounts out there that bash their husbands or bash their kids and talk about, yeah. oh, my kids, you know, and those things influence your, Perception. the way that you act in your home, whether right. or not you want it to or not. It's just true. It puts a fog over and you have to be really careful. And I think, um, you know, for us, you, you, you just have to be very deliberate. And, you know, for me, as someone whose job is to be on my phone, I have realized just how addictive it is. You know, when I'm on my phone all day long, it's designed, JJ was saying earlier, you know, Apple designed the phone to be addictive. (laughs) That's actually how, that's how they make their money. And so for me, um, I have to put some really strategic things around myself to help me 
put limits, right. not just on unfollowing, which is a big part of it. If I, if there is someone that I follow that gives me an icky feeling, mm-hmm. you know, you have to really know yourself well and know like, is, is this bringing me peace? Is this bringing me joy? Or is this making me feel anxious? Is this making yeah. me feel frustrated with my children? Or, or even, you know, sometimes I think commiserating with other parents about the difficulties of parenting can also not be productive. It's not it, false. No, it's not it's, false. It's like if you take it on as your identity. Yes. And like we'll say yes. on here, hey, parenting is hard. It is hard. Oh my but gosh! We want to. Yes. We want to. Like our goal is to inspire you yes. to push in. Exactly. Lean in. Exactly. I feel like you get these videos of moms with their hair crazy. Yes. And it's almost like my identity is, is to be frazzled is to and be crazy. unhappy. Exactly. And, yes. And I see it with our kids. Mm-hmm. It looks like this. I'm so over COVID. This is the most COVID thing. 2020. And I remember talking to our kids because they were like basically quoting a TikTok video <laughs> I'd seen about how miserable life was in COVID. And yeah. I paused them. I said, Really? It, is this really? the actual? Yeah. Worst, like you're in a classroom right now with your friends, yeah. you're doing this, you're doing, I mean, like we, I really wanted to push back on that. And because it's like, you're adapting and yep. saying, I hate my life right now, but I actually don't think you do. You yeah. just told me yesterday all the things yeah. you like, and it, it creates this facade of victimization mm-hmm. and this sense of we are just by, you know, bystanders who are a- attacked by our circumstances yes. and have no control to exert yes. over them. And so we'll just be crazy and unhappy. And it's what kind of identity? is that right <laughs> you know sometimes i see this with kids well they'll be in school they'll be a lecture and then they say let's go on a break and then they go on their phone so there's <laughs> almost this assumption that you go on your phone on a break you're mindless you're yeah. almost like i mean your guard's yes. down and that's really yeah. what it is and and tech has done some stuff to post a little sensitive content here and there but right. that hasn't always been the case no. and, and and i mean really when you look at the content they're not permissioning to you hey are you ready for this psychologically yeah. are you ready for this so they'll just consume that in a state of hey i need to take a mental break yeah. but then just take that as truth and i think yeah. that's a big issue is that it is a big issue and your yep. brain waves function differently yep. in front of media than they do away from media yep. and I think that's yeah so I think number one be deliberate about where you get your yes. information from and be aware of how it is influencing you and and what Jessica just shared I think track your internal track the internal. understand how yep. is it making you feel do you want to say anything about this Jeff and in light of comments yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find because for some reason the comment sections be it on Twitter the replies on Twitter the comments <laughs> on Facebook I am drawn to it. Like, I want to see <laughs> what are people saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know why. I mean, it could be local news. It could be a history group. And it always seems to get very toxic. Mm-hmm. And I will be in there. And it's like, at first, that's not true. I'm going to post. No, I shouldn't post. Maybe I will post, you know, yeah. a response. <laughs> and then, you know, five minutes into it, I don't even realize I've been there that long. I'm feeling anxious. And that's usually when I'll delete the app off my phone for at least a little yeah. while. Because... This should not be causing me anxiety. Right. And as far as like boundaries to put on it, I think functional human life exists within defined boundaries. Um, The Bible is clear on that. Lawlessness is a life without boundaries. And I think defining what your social media looks like, um, even as as much as I don't get news off social media, I I have specific sources where I get my news from. If I start feeling anxious, I'm taking the app off my phone. If I'm doing spending too much time there, the the app that you've talked yeah, about, yeah, there's an app that I love called Freedom. Um, it costs like thirty bucks a year, which I think is well worth it. And so you don't have to delete your app off the phone because for our business that would cause some issues, but it will literally block the internet to those social media accounts. So, cause I have an issue of, I will just click it 
I'll click Instagram and not even realize that I'm doing it. It's habitual. Mm -hmm. And then before I know it, I'm sure you guys all relate. I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, oh yeah, I've done that too. You know, 30 minutes later, you're like, what, where, what happened? And so this actually like you can set an, um, an amount of time. It'll completely block it for you. And yeah. you won't be able to get on your, your Instagram until it ends. And you can't take it off either, which is really great. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, like you cannot get it undone. It is the boss. Yeah, okay. it's the boss. Okay. <laughs> and you cannot undo it. It's like there's no password to put in. willpower. Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. So, and I mean, you know, some people may benefit from that. And right. I would, I want to encourage everybody, like, do it. Like, just do it. And right. like I said it at three whenever the girls get home from school. And then I don't check. I don't get on social media again until the next morning, usually. Yeah. And it's just what I do. If so. we don't place boundaries on our own yeah. lives, somebody else will. Exactly. And that's what influencing is all about. It's, yep. it's yeah. assuming we will, we will refrain from putting boundaries on ourselves so they can go put the boundaries and lead us where they want us. Yep. Uh, I'm talking like a conspiracy theorist with they, but, but that's, that's, <laughs> the, way, that's the way I'm but looking at it. But it's actually really there is a they. There are people in, in corporations yeah. and systems behind this. Um, I think the last thing I would want to say about this is just the power of living your life in authentic community. And, and not to say that, 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 that social media would not be part of that. I think about our WhatsApp groups that our parents have, you know, a lot of parents don't necessarily see each other every day, but still they're part of a community and connected to each other through that. I think about even, um, this podcast, it feels to me like a place where we, as a, as a broad school community, it almost feels like conversations and, um, you know, like ways that we can talk to each other. And these things would be social media. Um, but I also want to encourage people don't, you know, like Jessica said, if you spend all your time on here, it is addictive and it's easy to go in and look and stay online. And the algorithm is wanting you to stay online, um, and stay in these kind of fake communities that, that don't. And I think that when you live your life in context, you know, like for me, I am always evaluating my context for, for our, our family. We live with inside of a biblical worldview, our community, both at our church, our school, they're all kind of, they're guided, not kind of, but very much so driven by a set of values and boundaries that, that are aligned to our, our personal values and to our, uh, to the same principles. And so it's, it's easier for me to look at something and say, that doesn't match everything else I'm a part of. Right. I think that that is not something I want to be a part of, or at least I'm not interested. Right. Like I'm, it doesn't have a pull on me because I have this other thing that I'm connected to right. that yeah. does that does Feels bring so real. much life. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like if you find yourself being feeling more connected to the people online than you do yeah. to the people yeah. in your real life, yeah, like that red flag. Yeah, red people flag. that you didn't, you've never met, yeah, and never right, will. right, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, it makes me, makes me think. I, I love what you said, Missy. It's like community is like this measuring stick for you. Yeah. And so like whenever you go out, you're like, hey, if this doesn't measure up to what I know to be yeah. true and real and authentic, mm-hmm. it's like, well, then that's probably not what's going to coincide with my yeah. life, my values. And it gives and empowers really students and, and people yeah. just to be able to say like, well, that doesn't match up because yeah. we don't see 99% of that influencer's life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. So we don't see that. Yep. And they're all starting to be exposed themselves. Like yep. this is, I feel like a year where a lot of influencers' lives have kind of blown up and mm-hmm. and not like I'm not happy about that it does not but it's just like yeah I mean I saw a picture about what it takes to produce and to make the influencers 
life on Instagram. They were showing like what Instagram influencers are actually doing. And you see like a pretty messy house and special yes. lights and yes. special, yes. like there was a woman. Literally, laying, yeah. that's Ben and I. Like yeah. our- <laughs> okay, listen, it's so true. <laughs> we have laundry all over our <laughs> couch and then behind's like, we have Thank this one, we have this one wall, <laughs> we have this one wall that looks really nice. And that's where we record at the rest of the house. looks like it's a tornado. painted a different color than all the rest of the walls. <laughs> it looks like, like Magnolia Gardens yes, or whatever. Yes, it's one hundred percent is true. Uh, so we gotta, we've gotta be careful. Just gotta know, yeah, man. Like it's just not real. So you yeah. want to be in the authentic. Yep, you want absolutely. to be. So you've got to find yourself, and that's. I think that's one of the things that we really want to talk with our students about next week. But it's really difficult to talk to parents about this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, to kids about this stuff, yep. if it's if parents aren't also living by it. And so. Um, Thanks guys so much. This is a little bit longer podcast, but I think it's been a great, a great conversation yeah. about kind of what's just what's going on mm-hmm. in the world and, and this new wave of media, um, that has such a dramatic impact on our lives. Everything's on changed. Our kids lives, <laughs> yep. And we want to be aware of that. Yeah. So thank you guys. We'll talk next week about, uh, who's influencing our kids. This podcast is a production of Prism North America. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. To learn more about Prism, visit us at our website, www.prismnorthamerica.org.